Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. revolution is through fintech and that is why we want to see the advancement of fintech africa's path is going to be different from many other countries and that is why it's very important that um whilst we want to learn from other countries uh we should learn more from each other now more banks and financial institutions are now accepting movable and cash-backed assets as collateral for loans this is based on fourth quarter collateral registry report released by the Bank of Ghana. Yes, George, I feel with more. Immovable assets like land and buildings in the past have been traditionally sought after by commercial banks as one of the main sources used as collateral for loans in the country. But it appears this is changing. The Bank of Ghana collateral registry report over the past two years has confirmed this trend. For instance, in the fourth quarter, of 2023, the collateral registry report showed that almost 70% of assets submitted as collateral for loans can be classified as assets backed by cash. Even vehicles and other mobile assets didn't come up as a major priority for the commercial banks. Some of the commercial banks say they are going this way because it has become very difficult to possess these immobile assets in the fourth quarter of 2023 Almost 6 billion Ghana cities were disbursed by the commercial banks and other financial institutions. Some of the commercial banks have told Joy Business that they believe this might go a long way to help them recover their loans, a move that would deal with the high default rate and help them to reduce the cost of credit in the country. This is because a high default rate finds its way in the pricing of new loans for borrowers. Now, interest rates have fallen for the eighth week running, but marginally, according to the results of Treasury bills auctioned by the Bank of Ghana, the government recorded 11% oversubscription over the ambitious target of 6.26 billion cities. Here's more in this report. Bills continue to ease in line with most analysts' forecasts. According to the auction results, 
The rate on the 91-day bill went down by 70 basis points to 27.82%. That of the 182-day bill, however, remained unchanged at 29.74%. However, the 364-day bill dropped to 30.29% from the previous 30.89%. Meanwhile, the government accepted all bids submitted worth 6.97 billion cities. About 3.41 billion cities representing 48.94% came from the 91-day bill. All the bids were accepted. The 182-day bill also received bids worth 1.813 billion cities, with the uptake being the same. About 1.74 billion cities were tendered for the one-year bill. All the bids were accepted. Now, the Dean of the University of Cape Coast Business School, Professor John Gachi, says government is to blame for the increasing unemployment rate in the country and not the universities. According to him, universities play their part by taking students through rigorous training to become employable and entrepreneurs. However, the growth rate of the economy does not create a friendly environment for hiring and establishing businesses. He spoke to Joy Business uh, during a partnership signing ceremony between PMI Ghana and UCC Business School in Cape Coast. through what we call continuous improvement and the university have been improving at that year-on-year uh, -year basis. Uh, we are actually focusing on skills development, data analytics, uh, public speaking, uh, you know, the skills of empathy, volunteerism. We are doing all that uh, to ensure that we uh, increase the skill base of our students. And then again, uh, it is also a requirement in the University of Cape Coast that entrepreneurial education is given to every student, irrespective of the program that you enroll on. Our growth of the economy has been described as uh, non uh, or uh, jobless growth. So we are recording some growth, but the, the growth is not responsive to the need of employment of people. And that is beyond the university. The university is only contributing uh, to the effort of uh, training people and getting uh, them fit into the job market. Uh, so that is what we are doing. The rest is left to the managers of the economy. The rest is left to Ghana at large to decide what we want to do to ensure that we create opportunities, we create jobs, and then we, uh, we make those jobs sustainable for people to engage in. Well, it's been weeks since the announcement that SAC Twitter employees in Ghana had finally received compensation from Elon Musk. Now, the workforce faced layoffs in November 2022, just after Elon Musk acquired the company for $44 billion U.S. dollars. According to Ghana's employment law, employees are entitled to redundancy payments and should receive a three-month notice before being laid off. The workers had contemplated legal action against X due to the company's failure to provide them with redundancy payments. Well, join us with some insight into what went into uh, the negotiations and what lessons there are for employees. Is Carla Olympio, a corporate lawyer, also managing partner for um, Agency 77. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Agreeing to speak with us, Carla. I know you cannot give uh, so much out uh, about the negotiations, but what did it take to seal the settlement? In this case, uh, without speaking to any specific details of uh, the process, obviously we would like to respect the confidentiality of our clients and of the process. Um, 
what it was was a negotiation. Uh, I have seen some news reports, um, perhaps not in Ghana, but internationally talking about a court case. It was not a court case because uh, what we were seeking to enforce were the provisions under our Labor Act, which require that when there's a redundancy uh, prior to the actual redundancy, there's a process in which a company is meant to file a notice with the chief labor officer of Ghana, uh, who's an officer under the labor department. The labor department is under the Ministry of Employment. So you're meant to file a notice with them, then engage in a negotiation process with the potentially affected employees, come to an agreement, and then do the layoffs. Um, so this is what we were, you know, kind of re- retroactively seeking to do, and 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 that's what we did for the duration of the period, uh, basically negotiating for an appropriate settlement. And how how does this process compare with other Twitter staff in other countries fighting for their packages? <clears throat> every every jurisdiction is different, right? So there are some jurisdictions that have slightly similar laws to ours. Now, I'm not an expert on other jurisdictions, but obviously in doing our research, we noticed that there were some. So, for example, if you look at the United States, the United States obviously uh, has a sort of federal system state by state. So in California, there was kind of a similar system where they have to you know, give some kind of notice and engage in a negotiation. Right. That's what they're meant to do there. Um, and then I believe in England as well. There's a, there's a similar process where if it's over a certain amount in, in, in a in a in a in a in a planned mass redundancy, a certain number of people, there's a similar process. But you know, obviously, it varies from country to country, uh, you know, contract to contract. So you know, it really varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. And it's important to say that Ghana actually has quite a um, Quite a strong uh, uh, regulatory system in, in in this aspect. You know that there are certain places where uh, employees are less protected in the case of a redundancy than Ghana. So, you know, should uh, companies follow the process as laid down in the Labour Act, it's actually quite labour friendly. Well, I, I know you, you don't want to give out so much. Do they receive a fair compensation? Are the clients happy about the outcome? What I can say is that, look, it took a long time, but eventually uh, it's all been concluded. Uh, There's nothing outstanding. And, uh, you know, my clients, or shall I say my former clients now, I think that they're, you know, they're very happy to put this behind them and look to the future. So that that is what I will say. And, uh, you know, we, we are also pleased to have represented them in this matter and that, you know, after a long period of time, it's it's been wrapped up. Uh, so is there, is there a gap in our labor laws uh, when it comes to redundancies? And what should be the policy direction to protect local workers in similar situations? Uh, what I would say about the, you know, Section 65 specifically and regarding redundancy, uh, which is like I said before, is that actually it's a, it's a fairly well thought out provision, you know, in, in the sense that, you know, it provides for a notice to the government. So it's kind of a a process that is, is, is nominally overseen by the government, but the government doesn't actually interfere in the process, um, which is also a good thing because obviously private organizations and private individuals are allowed to contract in and out of you know employment relationships. So the government doesn't actually interfere. What the government seeks to do under, under the auspices of that act is just to ensure that there's a fair negotiation, especially where 
you know, there's redundancies and a lot of people might potentially be affected. So I would say in terms of the, the regulation itself, it's quite well thought out. I think the only thing, the, the, the improvements with a lot of, uh, you know, labor experts and lawyers and, and potentially affected employees, you know, might look for, for from our leg- legislature is that uh, it doesn't actually come with enforcement. So unfortunately, under that particular provision, there is no, uh, you know, there's no provision where the labor department or the chief labor officer can say, okay, a company that is defaulting in its, its, its responsibilities under this, this section, we can find you, we can find you so, so, and so amount, right? So unfortunately, even though the provisions are very clear and they're quite well thought out, there's no enforcement attached to it. And I think if there was, it would give it more teeth. So, you know, right now, employees can, you know, go under it and say, look, you know, you, you, this needs to be enforced. But, you know, if, if an employer does not do so, ultimately, perhaps what you could do is then file a complaint with the National Labor Commission, or you could take it to court, you know, if, if a company is very recalcitrant. Because the Labor Department under that particular section does not have enforcement power. So I think enforcement powers, for example, you know, setting out, a, you know, a, a regime of fines would be a good thing. What should employees who wish to work remotely with foreign companies look out for in their contracts or, or what should they demand from their employers? So I think that there's, there's a lot of things. I think there's two things. The, the foreign companies setting up here, we already have, you know, quite a large number of, of multinationals in Ghana and have had for a long time. And I, and I have to say that most of them do respect, you know, the laws of Ghana, the labor laws and stuff. You know, they have redundancies. There have been various redundancies, various companies. I mean, even if you look at a company like Vodafone or Tullo, they've had redundancy exercises. Obviously, they have Ghana registered entities, but the parent companies are not Ghanaian, right? So, um, I think in and of itself, you know, there are many foreign companies that, you know, have very strict, you know, governance and compliance rules, and they ensure that they respect the rules of the country. Um, I think that, you know, with any employment, you, you need to look at, in fact, with any contract, but I'm, I'm speaking of employment, very often people when people are entering into employment relationships or other relationships, they, they, they're looking at the clauses that govern Things like what they're going to get, the current situation. They are not so careful about looking at things like when there's a termination. You know, what will you get when there's a termination? Uh, and, and I think, therefore, just in narrowing it to this kind of situation, because obviously it's a very broad question, if we narrow it to this kind of situation, I would think that you need to look at those things. You know, um, who exactly is your employer? You Sometimes you come across situations where, uh, there's a company that's employing you, but then you end up signing the, the contract. There's, uh, there's another entity's name on the contract. So you need to look at that. You need to question it. And, you know, if, and ideally, obviously, I know not everybody can afford to get a lawyer or some kind of labor expert to look at it. But if you can get somebody to look at it, that might be a good thing. If there are too many red flags, you know, sometimes, you know, people need jobs and they're very eager they can see the red flags, but they go ahead and sign. But sometimes the consequences can be very serious. So I would say, look at things like that. Look at things like, you know, the termination clause. Look at what you get in the case of a termination. Look at the notice period. You know, um, 
things like that, the extra benefits. And, uh, and I think, you know, you're talking about companies, multinational companies, with the increase in things like remote work. Um, now, you know, there's a lot more people who are into things like, you know, IT, etc. There's more, you know, subsequent to the, the, the pandemic. You know, obviously, virtual work has become more popular. Um, and, uh, you know, even sometimes in the, in the situation, I know there's, there's been a couple of litigations on the continent so far regarding organizations like Uber, right? Mm. Um, so I think there's one in Kenya, there's been one in South Africa. And sometimes, you know, the ability to enforce or not your rights is a problem because sometimes they don't have an entity in the country, right? So you have to think about, you know, what entity you're actually signing with, will you be able to, to, to enforce any rules against them if they do not? Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Do the right thing by you. Um, and also importantly, just slightly more broadly again, just to ensure that you are complying with other aspects of our of our laws, like tax laws, for example. Some people think, you know, because it's a... His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A remote job, they don't need to pay taxes, but they do. So there are some companies that do things like they have outsourcing companies that are the ones that they sign the arrangement with. So I think look at those things, you know. Um And also look at the, the track record of the company, if you can. Look at the credibility of the company and the track record. Take it into account. Uh, like I said, jobs are important, a salary is important, but you know, if there are a lot of red flags, perhaps reconsider signing an agreement right. with that entity. All right, thank you so much. Uh, Carlo Olympio, the corporate lawyer, also uh, lawyer for ex-Twitter staff, who we now know have uh, finally got their payout after they were laid off in 2022 November. I appreciate your time with us. Now let's move on. Chief Justice Gertrude Tokono is advocating the deployment of technology to strengthen the land administration system for economic development. She says poor management of land is to blame for low investment levels which are contributing, which is contributing to poverty among the citizenry. The Chief Justice was speaking at an annual general meeting and surveyors week celebration in Kumase. Now, Jima has more in this report. 
land holdings remain relevant in all economic ventures, hence its importance to the national economy. To the Chief Justice, challenges with acquisition of land result in low levels of capital inflow for individuals and the country at large. Land litigation constitutes the majority of civil cases due to the weakened land administration system. The Chief Justice, in a speech read on her behalf by Justice Georgina Mensa Dacha, noted some professionals, including lawyers, have contributed to the challenges. It is therefore clear that as a nation, if we are to resolve the real puzzle of the prevailing poverty, we must own up to the role poor land management has played in the low levels of investment, low levels of economic growth, and low growth of businesses. In finding solutions to the problems, she is proposing the use of modern technology despite its own challenges. The clear and present danger of a country drowning in maladministration of land can be arrested if we harness and apply technology in land administration. How smart technologies can be used to reshape land management and infrastructure development. I believe that these words have never been more pertinent than they are to our nation as land management nears a technological revolution. I speak specifically of smart technologies such as blockchain technology, digital trust interoperability, geographic information systems and the Internet of Things. Meanwhile, in improving the professionalism, the Ghana Institute of Surveyors has introduced measures to deal with quack surveyors in the system. Dawood Suleimana Mahama is president. Now the institution has uh, uh, decided to self-regulate. So because of that, what we have done is that we are giving each surveyor a stamp. So any work you do, you authenticate it with your stamp, which is machine readable. You can use a QR code to determine the qualification and the validity of the existence of that surveyor so that uh, we don't have uh, people duplicating or duping people by claiming that they are surveyors. Chairman of the Lands and Forestry Committee in Parliament, Francis Menu Adabo, emphasized the need for further regulation and instruments to sanitize the system. The, the technology that is going up, you know, with this smart technology, we did not capture many of the things in the land act because the technology is moving very fast. So we have to be doing uh, instruments and then uh, regulations most often to, you know, help the land act, you know, to regulate the uh, land acquisition system and management in the country. So I implore my Ghana uh, institution of surveyors to liaise with the ministry so that they can always give us information that will improve the act which is already in the system. The institute inducted new members at the annual general meeting. For Joy News, Nanaya Ochima Kumasi. Now, the Ghana Institution of Engineering is cautioning members against engaging in shady deals that will affect operations. President of the institution, Engineer Kwapna Bimpong, urged members to be diligent and exude professionalism in their line of duty. He was speaking at the 41st induction ceremony of the institution. 258 members were inducted into the institution. Engineer Governor Bimpon urged the newly members to stay away from scandalous activities. 
There is one thing that after this induction, you don't go out there and say, well, hey, I'm now an engineer and therefore, um, like the Christian will say, I can do all things. But even that one, remember that it's through Christ who strengthens you. So in the engineering career, you can do all things, but remember that there are limits to which certain things can be done. If you are a geotechnical engineer, stay in your lane. If you have been registered as a structural engineer, stay in your lane. Do not go stamping drawings eh, just anyhow. Please, please, please. When these things happen, every time they'll come. Oh, uh, president of the institution, what do you have to say to this? No, we do not want any scandal. Executive Director of the Institution, Engineer David Yante, urged the newly members to collaborate. But the professional growth is not only measured by technical prowess, but also by your active engagement in the professional community. By aligning your practice with the collective goals and values of the GHIE, you contribute to the elevation of the entire engineering profession. The institution says it will continue to ensure effectiveness within the engineering space. Now, leading fast-moving consumer, uh, Unilever Ghana PLC, has announced the introduction of its new product, Pepsodent Charcoal Toothpaste. Speaking at the launch, category manager for oral care at Unilever, Vera Boedu, retreated the company's commitment to providing products that meet the ever-changing needs of consumers. Unilever Ghana PLC's improved Pepsodent charcoal toothpaste is being introduced to provide customers with more benefits and improve the standards of oral care products in the country. The improved product is made from a formulation of activated charcoal, lemon, and zinc. Speaking to Joy Business at the launch, category manager for oral care at Unilever, Vera Boydu said, the company is committed to meeting the needs of its customers. For us at Unilever, um, our job is always to meet the ever-changing needs of the consumer. We try our best um, to exceed their expectations as always. And for us, we engage them, we talk to them, they give us feedback on the products, what more we could have done better, what more we could do to meet their ever-changing needs. And that's what we did with this um, president um, charcoal. We, we listened to their feedback, we took it in, went back to our labs, reformulated and have come back with a better product containing more charcoal for the whitening which they have asked for, containing zinc um, in addition to the lemon to give them the fresh breath which they want, and then containing the fluoride at a maximum level for the strong teeth which our consumers have known Pepsodent to stand for. So all of this make um, our new mix um, one of the best products on the market to give our consumers, meet their ever-changing needs of, of our consumers. Should customers expect an increase in their prices on the market? Um, the good news is that this has been done um, at the same price as current. So no price increase is supposed to be expected um, by our customers on this. It's coming at the same price as we have known it in the market. With all the improvements, we have kept it. Understanding the economic conditions in Ghana, understanding the needs of our consumers, we have maintained the price so everybody can benefit from it. Pepsodent has over the years produced new variants tailored to the Ghanaian market. 
All right, and that's our program for this afternoon. Thanks for watching, everyone. More news on our website, myjoyonline.com forward slash business. We leave you with our Money Lab episode. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.